As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Thursday morning to you. It is a numbers game at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Fubos, Link Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It's all brought to you by BetMGM Nevada, and I mean proudly so. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Jeffrey, good morning to you. How you doing, man? You got your hair shorn. Yeah, thank goodness. I needed it. I said to our audio guy, Kev, this morning, I, I, I don't feel like I have a mop on my head anymore. <laughs> so, does, your, uh, does, your, does your hairstylist, or should we go barber, does he, does he or she use scissors? Do they use a... Uh, a uh, use, use the, uh, use the, like, the, the, uh, the clippers on the side, uh-huh. and, then, uh, and then scissors up top. I see. Okay. A little, a little bit of both. It's a very dramatic haircut. Well done. That's a good way to dramatic. put it. Dramatic. Yeah. Bill Krakenberger joins us, uh, hour number two. Uh, we will talk to Crack about whatever's on his mind, unscripted with the Crack Man Hour number two. Maybe I'll wedge in my Star Trek convention story that we're telling off air. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see if it comes up. Uh, this hour, Will Hill will join us, not the Will Hill, uh, from the New York City cast, talk uh, NBA, Major League Baseball, whatever he's betting uh, these days. And not one, but two derby segments today. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. It's that time of year. Peter Fornital from the In the Money podcast joins us. Uh, horse racing betting veteran. We love having uh, Peter on with one of the great Twitter handles of them all, Jeff. At Looms Boldly. How great is that? Someone wants a call in a horse race with her, and so-and-so looms boldly on the stretch. Looms boldly, one of the great calls ever. And Drew Dinsick, our buddy Drew, who could not join us earlier this week, but Drew is down in Louisville, and maybe we can coax him to wear the hat that he's going to be wearing this weekend. At the Kentucky Derby, the run for the roses. Drew's got thoughts on the Derby this weekend. First, we always start uh, these days with basketball and hockey, of course. Um, NBA last night, there isn't a whole bunch to say, and that's kind of how we couched it yesterday. I didn't think these outcomes yesterday would be any different from game ones of, the, of their respective series, and in the end, they weren't. Heat, get it done against the... Embiidless Sixers once again in Game 2, and the Heat take a 2 to nothing lead in their best-of-seven Eastern Conference semifinal series, the 4-1, the 1-4 series, if you will. Heat win it 119-103, and as far as... Now, this, this series, as will the uh, Suns and the Mavericks, will return not tonight, obviously, but Friday. Remember, the other two series take the Tuesday to Saturday break, which is ridiculous. The NBA stage is dark tonight in all the infinite wisdom of the NBA schedules. But will the, the only question that really is pertinent here is, will Joel Embiid be available for Game 3? And, Jeff, the answer is still a, a resounding no one knows. He does have a broken face. So I don't know. No one knows. The uh, broken orbital bone 
uh, and the concussion, and he's got some uh, some protocols to clear there. So we don't know. But I guess my only question is here, rather than even get into the details of this, because you know, I guess James Harden was better, but he's still not James Harden classic. I don't know that he ever will be again. And the Heat roll in this ballgame, easily covering the eight-point spread is, I made this comparison last night on primetime action. I'm curious what you think. When, when March Madness started, right, we had four number one seeds. And when we were on the run-up to March Madness, we talked about Gonzaga a lot, and we talked about Arizona a lot, if you remember. Two of the four number one seeds. Not so much Baylor, and certainly not Kansas. And then when we looked up at the end of April, there they were, championship night, and Kansas took it all. And I just, I'm wondering, and I get it, there's no Joel Embiid, and I don't want to be the prisoner of the moment, but I do think it's worth saying, for an NBA regular season that was largely dominated by Brooklyn Nets talk, and by the way, Ben Simmons needs surgery on his back, do we all owe Ben Simmons a bit of an apology? Let me just throw that in. But for a regular season that was dominated by Nets talk, though not on this show, for a postseason now that has been dominated by Warriors talk, I am guilty of that, and by justifiably, Phoenix Suns, best regular season record. And by, of course, the Milwaukee Bucks, the defending champions, and the Boston Celtics, who crushed the Nets. Are we all, like with the Kansas Jayhawks, sleeping on the Miami Heat? A little bit. A little bit. Uh, In other words, if somebody landed here now, they're up two to nothing mm -hmm. in their conference semis. They have a much clearer path than do the Bucks or Celtics to get to the conference finals. Should someone jump in on a Heat futures bet, either for conference or for a title? You could. It would have been better to do that before the playoffs, obviously. But still time. Here's what I'll say, though, Gil. I'm not sure how they match up with Phoenix. If it's a Phoenix Miami, if we actually get the two one seeds to the final. But if they draw anyone else, I think they match up pretty well with Golden State. If somehow it's Memphis or Dallas out of the West, they would beat both of those teams. And I think there's going to be something to be said about, even if, even if Embiid comes back, how effective can he be with a broken face and probably wearing one of those Bane-style masks the rest of this series? Probably not overly effective, so maybe Philly gets a game, if even if he comes back. Milwaukee and Boston seems destined for a longer series. Maybe, maybe a little bit. It could be a little bit a uh, much fresher for just, Miami in that Eastern Conference Final, regardless regardless of who the opponent is. Just has that Kansas Jayhawks vibe, right? Where the Heat are just no one's really thinking about them. The only the only thing is they're not going to have the uh, not going to have the bracket open up for them, at least in the next round. Because well, regardless I mean, of whoever wins that series, Boston right. or I mean, Milwaukee is really formidable. Play. Yeah, eventually you're yeah. going to play somebody, but the the path is so much clearer to get there. Uh, and then in Game Two last night, Phoenix rolls the Mavericks. And I guess I shouldn't say roll. I mean, the Mavericks had the lead at the half. That's something. But Luka's still not getting any help. And Chris Paul did it again. 28 points, including 14 in the uh, fourth quarter. 129 to 109. Suns take the 2 to nothing lead over the Mavericks. Best of seven. Western Conference semifinal. Paul's going to turn 37 years old tomorrow. 37 tomorrow. Um, and he did it again. I mean, just, it's almost single-handedly. Although Devin Booker and he both combined, I guess they combined 41 second-half points, the two of them. But that's 11 wins in a row against the Mavericks for the Phoenix Suns. Booker led the Suns with uh, 30 on 11 of 19 shooting, including 5 of 8 from three-point range. The Suns shot 64.5% overall, a franchise record in the playoffs, 64.5%, and they made 52% of their threes. 
Oh, by the way, in the fourth quarter, they shot 84%, 16 of 19. Just forget about it. We And there's a lot of people who are like, oh, Luka and the Mavs going to give him trouble in this postseason. Well, I mean, and on the other hand, you could just say the Heat and the Suns have held serve, right? And a series doesn't start until someone wins on the other team's home court. So there is that to lean on if you are the Sixers and the Mavs. But obviously the Sixers going to need Embiid back. As far as uh, the game threes of this series, the Sixers favored by one and a half tomorrow. It's sort of like will Embiid play, will he not play spread. And then the Suns favored by one and a half on the road at Dallas, I believe, is the case. So there you go. Do you touch either of those? I, Based off of what we saw through two games, I, I, the Miami one's a little difficult because if Embiid plays, it's a, you're going to get better than that. If not, then Miami will probably be favored. If, if Dallas can't defend Phoenix. Gil, that's the no. big problem. And if you're going to give me a coin flip game, yeah, I understand if Dallas is going to win a game in this series or at least attempt to extend this thing a little bit, they're going to have to get game three. Based off of what we've seen through two games, I don't see the path unless if someone other than Luka really shows up and everyone everyone who stepped up without Luka in those first three games against Utah, Brunson has not played well in this series. No one else has really shown. So I would only look to Phoenix, but I, I, I will probably – Continue the strategy I've had this whole postseason of doing very little pre-flop betting and betting these things in-game. I will say, though, if uh, DeAndre Jordan is going to start at center again for Philadelphia, even though they were even in his minutes yesterday, Miami in the first quarter will probably be a bet yet again for the third consecutive game in that series if Jordan is starting instead of Embiid. Luka, 35 last night in defeat, 45 in game one in defeat. And uh, last night, the only other two Mavericks in double digits, Bullock with 16 and uh, Dinwiddie with 11 on uh, three for 10 shooting. So there it is. Uh, NHL quadruple header again last night. And I'll do these through the prism of Andy McNeil's picks when he was on the show earlier this week. Everything looking good but the Bruins. Bruins down two to nothing to the Hurricanes. We were doing primetime action last night when that game was on. And every time you looked up on the screen, the Hurricanes had a, had a power play and, and sometimes five on three. It was like the Bruins had zero chance in this, in this game. Really stupid penalties. Uh, five to two hurricanes win the game. They're up two to nothing in that series. But uh, the other, all the other series plays that he's made, and all you know, those are looking pretty good. Blues, yes, they lost last night, but the Blues took home ice for whatever that's worth. Blues is a dog in that series. He's got them. Caps already up one nothing on the Panthers is a big dog. Uh, and the Lightning got off the Schneid yesterday to even up that best of seven series with the Leafs one to one. And that's the thing, right? is, again, the difference between the NBA and the NHL will drive it home in the postseason once again. There is no correlation from any one game to the next in the NHL. They are completely their own entities. And, again, the stats by Lopez stat again. You need to play a best of 51 in hockey for favorites to manifest. It's just so random, so random from game to game. And as, as happy as the Leafs should have been, as well as it went for them, as well as it could have gone for them in game number one, Defending two times Stanley Cup champions, Lightning, come back with a vengeance yesterday, 5-3. to three. That game was not nearly as close as that final score indicates. Before we go to break, Jeff, um, and again, quadruple header in hockey tonight. Any pre-flop plays in hockey? Nothing for you? No, the Rangers' price has gotten a little out of control. I expect them to win, but minus 160 now, that's, that's too much. The other three games, the two West series, even though – Calgary only won one nothing in game one. They're much better than Dallas's. Colorado and Nashville, a huge mismatch. And then maybe you take a small sprinkle on the Caps, but it's hard to see them winning both games in Florida. Caps, baby. It's, it's hockey. 
I, I could see it happening. Um, let's get this in before the break because I have two tennis picks that remain today. And uh, one of them is a big dog here momentarily. I'm on Lorenzo Musetti against Sasha Zverev. Uh, I got it at north of $3. You could get it at just south of $3 as a dog here on Musetti. I just don't think Zverev's clay numbers are up to snuff right now for Musetti to be that big of a price. Uh, so we're taking a flyer on Lorenzo Musetti. And then a little later today, uh, I'm on Jesse Pagula. Jesse Pagula uh, in her match against Jill Teichman. You can actually get Pagula at a slightly better price than I got her at last night. You can get her at about minus 130. I got her at minus 141. So Musetti in moments. Pegula later. Those are your tennis picks today from Madrid. Kentucky Derby with Peter Fornatal next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada, whatever your sport, whatever your betting style. You're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Man, they should keep showing that uh, that tackle on stage of, of Dave Chappelle, uh, Jeff. Excellent form tackle on that uh, play. What was, he, what was he angry about? My goodness. We get tweets at beating the book. The real Joby finally worked through two seasons of Love is Blind on the recommendation of you and Preston Johnson. My assessment, not bad. Any other good show recommendations to... Uh, to stream in between watching Ega play tennis matches and Giants baseball magic? Oh, well, thanks for asking. Not bad, quite the review, by the way. He's like, not bad. Show's awful, but I did watch the whole two seasons. Oh, are, we, are you kidding me over vacation? I was, I was, it was mandatory that I watched it. Yeah, it was all right. But like now that I think about it, I'm like, eh, well, not like great. But at the time, it was wonderful. Um, winning time, I guess, is the obvious recommendation, right? The, the Lakers... Um, 
what would you call that dramatic series from Adam McKay? That was the uh, the 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 series that broke Adam McKay and Will Ferrell up. Will Ferrell wanted the role of Dr. Jerry Buss, and and John C. Riley got it, and Adam McKay and Will Ferrell don't talk anymore. John C. Riley, who probably is him and Adrian Brody, have probably been the two best actors in that show. I would say. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of other names in there, right? A lot Sally, of good Sally in Field would be probably the most prominent of all in the end. Um, what's my man's name who played uh, Westhead? Who played Paul Westhead? Jason Siegel's Jason there. Jason Siegel's in there. I and, mean, a whole no, bunch it's, of It's a good cast, but I, I think Adrian Brody's been the best of everybody. Playing Pat Riley. Play, playing Pat Riley. I, I do want to say the one thing as I give this, you know, again, it's the, everybody's given this recommendation of winning time, but if you haven't seen it, the one thing that I do want to, to, to mention about it is, and, and Jeff, you and I are of a different generation, so I'm curious, the whole Jack McKinney thing. So the. The person, you know, what it does do a good job of is giving credit to the Showtime Lakers, getting credit to the whole brand of basketball to Jack McKinney, who is, can I say, a footnote in history? Didn't even I didn't even know he that he was there. That's why didn't I bring it up. Know. I knew I knew Westhead. I knew Riley. I didn't know McKinney. Yeah, I think I think a lot of us who are basketball fans we knew Westhead preceded Riley, and so Riley did get the drift of that. And of course, Westhead went on to have those Loyola Marymount teams later. Um, so Westhead has gotten his due to some respect, but the fact that Jack McKinney has not, at least on that basis, this is worth watching. And of course the whole thing where they murdered Jerry West for no reason, but, uh, but, but, but good on them for doing that. I just do wonder why they mess with certain details. And this is not a spoiler alert, but Jack McKinney got in a bicycle accident. That's what shelved him and, you know, precipitated him no longer being the Lakers coach, but he, in history, he actually does get hit by a truck they decided to show him not paying attention to a truck and then not getting hit by the truck. Why, why, why do they do stuff like that? Well, what's that? Well, what's the point of that? Just make it historically accurate, especially when you, like, show us the truck. Anyway, good on them for doing that part and giving Jack McKinney his rifle spot in history. Jack McKinney, that is. Uh, let's talk some Derby. The run for the roses from Louisville, Kentucky, with our buddy Peter Fornatal from the In the Money podcast. How you doing, man? How, good to see you, Peter. You got the hat on. That's why I know it's official. That's right. It, it, it gets real. When the, the, the hats and the whiskey come out, you know it's Derby weekend here in the bluegrass. <laughs> Seeing me here in my uh, hotel room, getting very excited for a few days, hoping this weather doesn't uh, mess with us too badly. But it's great, man. We're really looking forward. It's been a strange few years for the Kentucky Derby, where we've had basically two DQ'd winners in 21 and 19 sandwiched around a September run for the roses let's get a traditional kentucky derby mint juleps and, and hats and whiskey and and winning tickets hopefully yeah winning tickets hopefully and so where do we start with that how are you approaching this i'm hoping this is the year that the pace returns to the kentucky derby it's been said many times that pace makes the race just like styles make fights and in the last three runnings of this race one horse has led the entire field from gate to wire. I'm hoping the jockeys have paid attention to this, and I'm hoping just the way this race shapes up, we're going to see some real running early, and that's going to set it up for the running late that I want to see. My top pick in this race is the one runner, Mo Donegal. Wow. A one draw, not ideal no. in the 20-horse Kentucky Derby, but I think this is the one horse in the race with his closing running style with his rider, Irad Ortiz, who rode from the one hole last year in this new figured, uh, new configured starting gate at the Kentucky Derby. I think he can manage it. 
And I think in the end, the one gate is only going to help our price. This is one where I'm hanging fire for now. I'm waiting for the day to back Mo Donegal at this point, because I think his price is going to go higher because there have been a lot of what we would call talking horses this week. One's getting all manner of attention. Mo Donegal, he's under the radar. He's got an unfavorable post. Wouldn't surprise me if he's 15 to 1 come the time the gates pop on Kentucky Derby Day. And uh, that's where most of my money will be. Wow. Last horse that won from the rail at the Derby was who? Was what? What horse? That is a great question that I don't even know the answer. But I'll say this. the Probably part of the reason I don't know the answer is because I haven't looked into it that much because the configuration has changed. Up to two years ago, they used to have this starting gate that what it was basically two starting gates mashed together. Right. And so it would be positioned at an angle where the rail runners were basically breaking inside the rail. If you look at pictures, it was a real disadvantage. Last year, they now finally have a 20 horse starting gate that allows it to be like any other horse race where there's room between the inside gate and where that rail is positioned. Now, I wasn't a great student in math, Gil. I was more of an English guy. But, you know, they you would assume that uh, being on the inside, as long as you're not compromised with the, that old configuration, the shortest way around, right on the rail. Hopefully Mo Donegal can stay down there, weave his way through, and get the money for us on Saturday. Jeff Parlay, 1986, last time a horse won from the rail? Yeah, it looks like it was Ferdinand was the last one horse to win. Ooh, there you go. There's our answer. And I think that was a shorter field. In the 20-horse derbies in particular, it's not been good. But again, there are reasons to believe between the gate and also the running style. It's very hard to be a horse with speed but not the most speed from down inside because you'll have 19 others coming over all wanting that shortest way around. But for a horse who I believe is going to come from farther back anyway, perhaps it's not so bad. And again, you know, this is a gambling game. And the main thing is – as long as we're getting compensated in price for the extra challenge, I'm okay with it. And, you know, as you talk about many times, Gil, on your airwaves, at the end of the day, we're not betting teams or horses if we want to win. We're betting prices. And I think the price is going to be right on Mo Donegal. Okay, 16 horses in that 1986 field, by the way. So, okay, uh, we'll squeeze in a, all my remaining questions in the last two and a half minutes here, which is which of the other horses might you be working into some of your bets? Who is the horse that you're hearing a lot of buzz about that you're actually fading in this? And then how are you treating the two Baffert horses? Okay, great questions. That, that gets us right to the heart of the race. Zandon is the other horse I really like. There will be lots of exactas with Mo Donegal and Zandon. They ran one, two in the wire last fall in the Remsen. I think they might do it again here in the Kentucky Derby. As far as a horse who's been getting a lot of positive attention, he's actually a very nice price, what we're seeing up there right now. But Crown Pride, the Japanese invader, this is a horse who's really impressed people this week. The Japanese runners have done a great job all around the world, but I feel like the hype is too much on him, and he's going to be more like a 15-to-1 chance by the off. At those prices, I'm happy to fade. I think both of the ex-Baffert runners now in the care of Tim Yakteen are ones that I'd use in exotics as well. Messier, and this pains me, Gil, as an Islanders fan, but Messier looks very, very good in this spot. I think there's a chance <laughs> he could be involved in this pace battle from the outset. And Taba, this is the phenom. Only two runs, but two massive speed figures 
could get a great trip in this spot. Another one I want on uh, a lot of tickets in terms of, you know, I like to save. I have my key horses. I'll bet them to win, and then I'll cover a few in the exactas on top of them so I can get paid if I'm half right. All right, so Mo Donegal's got the headline, but also uh, your Zandon Messier-Taba also in, and uh, the fade of uh, Crown Pride. Um, if Mess- If either Messier or Taba win this, I mean, is the outcry going to be quick right after that? Are people just going to be like, oh, hmm, wonder what's the wonder what that's all about? I've, it's it's funny, you know, just as somebody who covers racing and as a marketing guy in horse racing, it's a conversation I'd rather not have to have after the fact if yeah. I'm being completely honest, because I think it's the kind of thing like so many things in our modern world, Gil, whatever your predisposition is, it, you're going to use it to support that. You're either going to say, see, Baffert was clean all along and the, these horses, you know, all the scrutiny and they, they won anyway. Or you're going to say, hmm, what's going on with the system that, 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 that neither one is good for racing in particular how about we get them you know nice uh, hard charging seconds or thirds and don't have to have that conversation about the winner yeah i think you speak for a lot of people when you say that peter it's great to see you man enjoy the derby i'm sure we'll talk in a couple weeks uh before the preakness mo donegal didn't expect that answer thank you peter cheers my friend great speaking with you you too at looms boldly god i love that twitter handle want to do this again with drew densick let's see if we can get him to wear a hat Next, Numbers Game Visa and the Sports Betting Network. A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The Kentucky Derby is Saturday. Right now, VSIN's offering you a special $9.99 Kentucky Derby betting guide with previews of all the horses and jockeys for every race, plus best bets for the entire weekend, including the Run for the Roses. Pre order your copy now for only $9.99 at VSIN.com slash Derby Guide. That's vcin.com slash derby guide. And once again, not included in that betting guide, Jeff, is uh, hor- uh, interviews with the actual horses, which I'm still waiting for before I purchase money. It's a shame. You know, questions. I want insightful questions like, you know, Cyberknife, I'm told you're a confident horse. What would you like to say about that? But we don't get that kind of insight from that. Uh, by the way, I-, I asked this out loud rhetorically earlier. Do we owe Ben Simmons an apology? I kind of feel like we do. Ben Simmons who's getting back surgery? You don't voluntarily get back surgery, right? As a retroactive see, look thing, the, it's back surgery for God's sakes. The only question is why did they wait? I Listen, I have no answers for you, man. <laughs> I got no, when it comes to Ben Simmons, I got more questions than answers still. But maybe we do owe him an apology. Ladies and gentlemen, he usually joins us from uh, his uh, his home in Long Beach, California in the surf and the wind and the breeze of the beautiful Southern California coast. Today's in Louisville, Kentucky, doing his thing for uh, NBC Sports, Bet the Edge podcast, and beyond NBC Sports platforms. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, at whale underscore capper, it's Drew Densick. How you doing, Drew? Oh, I'm doing well. Good morning to you guys. And uh, just a shout out to the uh, the Numbers Game family. Um, everybody that's run into me and recognized me that I've run into here so far is like, hey, I, I know you from uh, from a Numbers Game. There you go. Alexander. So I like it's, it. Uh, it. It is uh, the, you're you're well represented out here among the uh, the hardcore horse handicappers. So, <laughs> uh, you know, they, they I, I've gotten asked for tennis tips. I've gotten asked, what are your tennis tips? <laughs> so it's uh, awesome. Uh, it's one of those curves. Ben, not, you know, honestly, the NBC folks are taking really, really good care of us. They've given us access to pretty much everything. Uh, believe it or not, I did get to uh, 
uh, talk to Cyberknife. Uh, asked him if he liked his chances. He yes. said nay. Nay. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Okay. And good night, everybody. That's a good. <laughs> Bye. By the way, Drew, if you need if you need that coveted seventy two year old male demographic, I'm your guy. <laughs> I am your guy. Um, all right, so no hat for you yeah. this morning. You threw on the hat yesterday, but but you are going to be all dressed up. Is this your first Derby ever attending? Once again, yeah, 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 yeah. I've been I've been to many Breeders' Cups. Uh, I'm you know that for me the Santa Anita uh, Del Mar are must dos every year on the calendar. I get out for some of the big races, um, but never been to the uh, to the Derby. Been to uh, pre this a bunch uh, when I was a younger man and I was able to to do it right in the infield but um, this is a cool new experience okay so we had you on primetime last night and I know you have some very distinct handicapping thoughts on this run for the roses so the floor is yours uh, the floor is yours what uh, what are you most certain of here what do you like and how are you going to approach this you can basically tack, toss all of the long shots for this race. Uh, and that's usually true of most derbies in modern time. This is, uh, this is no longer uh, a race that I realistically think someone from the, you know, in the, in the 20 to 50 to one range, uh, has a reasonable shot of getting the win. The only time that that's happened in our, you know, recent memory was when uh, country house came in at 65 to one, but that was much more about, uh, maximum security getting DQ'd than the race country house ran. So, um, it's going to take something pretty absurd for a, one of the long shots to hit the board here. Um, the, cl- this is a deep class. It's a very, very high quality class. And I think, uh, you know, it's, I don't take sub- extreme exception, uh, to epicenter and Zandon being effectively COVID favorites at this point. Uh, if you look at the fixed odds market, you're getting five to one, six to one for those types of horses right now. And that to me feels very fair. Um, the morning line odds and the paramutual expectation that they could go off in a three to one range to me is bananas. Like, I, you know, I would almost certainly, if you're interested in a favorite, go find them in the fixed odds market. You're going to get a much better price than you're going to get in the paramutual pool. Um, but, uh, the way that the Derby handicap for me starts and ends is really trying to understand early pace in this race. Um, they changed the rules and the, uh, the way that you qualify for the Kentucky Derby a few years ago. And, um, it effectively has taken the true sprinters out of the race field entirely, which means, uh, you know, we have a little bit of a pedestrian, a little bit of a build into the race pace out of the gate. Uh, and that tends to give any, any, uh, horse that has a running style that has early speed, uh, tends to be able to run with the lead. Now it's going to be a wet track. It's going to be pretty sloppy. Uh, none of these horses have run in the slop, so they've never kind of dealt with, uh, you know, a, a field of 20 horses getting dirt kicked in their, you know, mud kicked in their face over the balance of uh, a race this long. So, uh, I think if you are not on or near the lead, particularly this year, you're in deep trouble. Um, and you know, as I mentioned, there's really only one early speed horse in this race because of the way that the qualifying went. Uh, and that's classic causeway in the 17, the 17 is a miserable draw for classic causeway. And he has a jockey that tends to, uh, be a little bit more conservative out of the gate. So, uh, I think the, uh, the, the path is wide open for a horse like Messier, who is in the six. Uh, to go out there, take control of this race, take you know, take the lead. Um, and you know, he, he, for my money, California horse, one of the strongest horses in the field, uh, hasn't run his best race yet. I think that horse could go wire to wire here. Uh, and, and if, again, if you go shop in the uh, fixed odds market right now, you can still get into the 10 to one ballpark, uh, for Messier. I think that's a fair play. 
Uh, his, uh, his only loss came at the Santa Anita Derby to Taba, who is in this field at eight to one. Uh, Taba is an interesting horse sired by Gunrunner. Gunrunner sired horses are running out of their minds, you know, to this point uh, in their young careers. And, you know, that, that horse is definitely live, but with only two races of experience and the potential for, uh, you know, 125,000 people screaming and, you know, just a 20 horse field, you know, kind of, uh, throwing a wrench in the table plan. I, I, I can see that, uh, not going entirely as planned. Um, so Messier really, this is, uh, you know, there for Messier to take and at 10 to one, that's, uh, that's my, my best look. Yeah. We're, um, we're the here. only, yeah, good. No, I was gonna say we're, we're hearing, you're not the first with Messier. We're hearing a lot of uh, Messier here. I, I wanted to ask you, uh, the fast match. Horse. What's that? What's that say again? He's a he's a fast horse. He's a fast horse. Yeah. Um, the mattress Mac effect. Can you explain that? What should betters know about that? Yeah. So paramutual pool works very differently than uh, the uh, the market for an NBA game or uh, you know any other type of normal sports betting. Um, they collect all the money. They take twenty percent out of the pot, and then the money gets divided by whoever bet on that horse. Uh, you know, at uh, at an unknown price. So basically, the price is not determined until all the money has been counted and bet on the race. So a guy like Mattress Mac who walks up to the window, it's not about like respecting his opinion. It's not about um, you know moving the you know moving the number, moving the market after he makes his bet. Uh, if he puts two million or three million dollars in the pot on any given horse, that horse instantaneously becomes the favorite because uh, of the way that the you know that that tips the balance of you know of the handle. Um, and so he is uh, you know he's got this rebate out there for anyone that's bought furniture. If the favorite quote unquote favorite wins the Derby, then they all get their furniture for free. So he's got a you know a personal liability of two three million dollars or whatever uh, that he needs to cover with a big bet on the favorite of this race. And so uh, if he decides he wants Epicenter to be the favorite of this race, he goes and bets you know two three million dollars on Saturday that horse goes off at three to one is the favorite um, and you're not getting any betting value in the paramutual pool so uh, you know I would say if you have eyes for epicenter or Zandon you almost certainly need to get involved in the fixed odds market now uh, as opposed to waiting and, and betting them in the paramutual pool and um, you know for for my money at least I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna steer clear of both of those favorites anyway I think epicenter had got a bad draw uh, in the three hole there realistic shot that some of the horses may come over, push him into the rail, uh, and he's not going to have a perfectly clean trip. Uh, Zandon is not a horse with early speed, in my opinion. That's a horse that comes in as a closer. Uh, this is not a race that prioritizes that at all. Zandon would be a you know a better fit for a, a race like the Belmont Stakes than this. Um, and so I think realistically, this is you know you know early speed is going to dominate. Messier has that uh, in in spades, and I think uh, he can win this wire to wire. Wow. Okay. Uh, Drew, we never, I, I mean, I, I guess I knew, but we never uncovered this on a numbers game that you are a big horse guy. And so this is always uh, something that you've, you've been involved in. You know what? I'll, let's, I'll qualify it a little bit. Uh, I'm an originator in tennis, NBA, NFL. I, betting on golf, betting on horses is it's an entertainment tax, yeah. <laughs> but I love it. I love it. It's super, super fun. Uh, and uh, honestly, like these, this year's race and being able to cover this year uh, in person is, is pretty special. And I, you know, Bucket this list, is going right? to be a great one. Bucket oh, list yeah, item without, for without a doubt. Absolutely. Without a doubt, yeah. And sorry yeah. about tennis. I, I know Drew's Drew's picks have already happened this morning. So, sorry. We got robbed of Djokovic and Murray, man. That would have been something. Oh, I know it. Yeah. I, I did add one. I did add one. 
line. Oh, okay. A little under on Alcaraz uh, versus Scam Nori. So we're hoping Alcaraz <laughs> just utterly embarrasses Scam today. It's not a. Uh, it's not an official Drew Dinsick segment unless we get a little <laughs> Scam Nori in there. All right, Messier, it is. I'm hearing a lot of Messier from you. Messier, it is. Drew, enjoy the uh, the Derby. And, uh, man, come back safely. Uh, good for you, man. We couldn't be happier for you that you get to experience all these things with NBC Sports. So good on you, man. Oh, I appreciate you guys. And best of luck. And uh, cheers to everybody in Derby Weekend. Drew Densick, everybody, at whale underscore capper. Uh, Jeff, you going to make a bet on the Derby? You're not getting Derby fever after that? Oh, I'll inevitably show up with a uh, with a bet uh, for the Derby. I don't know what I'll bet. I think we all I think will. Messier was where I was going to go uh, anyway before Drew. Uh, okay. Drew's ringing endorsement of the horse. There's no question I'm going to have a bet against my better judgment. Coming back with Will Hill on the NBA and Major League Baseball next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. All the action you need is at BetMGM. Sign up now using bonus code VSIN1000. Wow, your first wager is risk free up to $1,000 when you register with BetMGM. You also get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odd specials. Plus, you learn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for room nights and dining at MGM Resorts nationwide. Simply download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code VSIN1000 to make your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. You see this uh, Madison Bumgarner ejection in the uh, first inning? They're showing it up on the screen there. Dan Bellino, the uh, the first base umpire, staring into Mad Bum's eyes the entire time after he after they flippantly, you know, they barely looked at the opposing pitcher's uh, glove. He is clearly has an agenda there. And Mad Bum, you can almost see Mad Bum, like his thought bubble. This is a cartoon being like, do you know who I am? 
Are you familiar with my work? My three World Series titles? My, my jetliner straight to the Hall of Fame? And instead, he, 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 he baited Bumgarner into cursing at him, like, hey, take your, uh, your bleeping time. And that was the end of that. What do you think about that there, Jeff Barlett? Great professionalism by Bolino. Oh, my I mean, it's God. just uh, it's just another another one of the a long line of jokes from yep. quote unquote professional officials across the major sports. Where again, in theory, baseball should be the easiest one to umpire or officiate, and we end up with. I mean, there was in the Met Brave game. I forget who the home plate umpire was yesterday. Marcelo Zuna struck out on three pitches that weren't even close to being strikes. I mean, it just it, embarrassing. Listen, not to bring up tennis again, but tennis, when we grew up, right, we had John McEnroe, we had Jimmy Connors, we had Ali Nastasi. These guys would berate the umpires, right? That was, their, that was their brand. And then tennis figured out a technology where you could essentially know to the millimeter if a ball's in or out. And that was the end of that. And baseball, we still can't have this? Come on, man. We get tweets at beating the book. Touchdown, Jesus. I don't think we owe Ben Simmons an apology. I think his management group or teams, Philly and Brooklyn, owe him the apology for holding back information while he got torched. It's an interesting take. Todd Bubba Horowitz. If, um, if Max, talking about Mattress Mac, he means, not Max, but if Mattress Mac bets million to win only, it will be a good race to bet, place, and show. His bet will skew the pools. I think that, that's a great, you know, that's why I brought it up with Drew. You got to know that that's going to happen with the paramutual pool, and you got to figure he'll probably take one of the short shots. So just know that heading in and adjust your bets accordingly, both perhaps on horse, both perhaps from paramutual to fixed. Logic 3227, just wondering if you've done any USFL betting. There's been some great in-game betting opportunities. You know, Logic 3227, I have not. Parlay, have you? Nope. Let's bring in Will Hill, ladies and gentlemen, from the New York City cast. Will Hill, he'll bet on anything. Will, USFL for you? Yeah, I got involved with some unders the first couple weeks. Why not? And then what happened? Uh, I did pretty well. I mean, it's just there, there's so much going on, which probably makes it a good thing to bet that, look, there's only so much, so many hours in the day to handicap all this stuff. But yeah, I, I picked my spots, a few unders here and there. Uh, I do have some unfortunate news. Zvera just broke. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I just yeah, saw that. Too bad. Yeah, too bad. I'm trying yeah, to. I, you know what they got to do? They got to put people in the stands. This league's not going to last. Nobody can score. And you turn the games on. There's 15 people there. It just kills the the whole visual of it. Yeah, it's there's there's maybe 200 people in there. And you yeah. and and to in game bet, I get it. Maybe there is an opportunity. But like, am I going to stop my life and watch that? I am not. I am not. Especially because I'm I'm doubting you can put down a whole bunch on that. Maybe you can in some spots. I don't know. But I got to pick and choose what I do. And so the answer for the USFL is I have not. That is the honest. The ideal answer. time would be late February, early March for one of these leagues yeah. when you know NCAA tournament hasn't started, Super Bowl just ended. You know we're still kind of in that mode of football every Sunday, uh, just competing against the NBA playoffs and, and baseball. Even though baseball, like you guys mentioned, can't get out of its own way. NHL playoffs. It's hard. It's a it's a rough time of the year to go at it. My prediction is this will not last. This will not last. Yes. Talking about what what specifically? The USFL. Yeah, it, that no, league's, not, the so league's not going to make it. Yeah, yeah I don't think so either. All right, I'd ask you about any basketball picks tonight, though there isn't any basketball, so I can't. Wow. But what about tomorrow? You could. You could. Yeah. I think we're overthinking this. I think the Suns are just way better than everybody else. And do you? Uh, I'm waiting to see. Yeah. I, I'm, look, I mean, they're they're just they're so good. They're so deep. And I got burned with this last year. I had Chris Paul 30 to one to win finals MVP. I think I got him in the second round. 
Uh, I bet him a couple weeks ago, I think eight to one to win finals MVP. I'm waiting for these odds to, pe- to pop back up. If you can get him four or five to one win finals MVP, I think it's similar to uh, in the Super Bowl where the quarterback, it's just skewed towards, you know, the quarterback always wins the Super Bowl MVP or usually wins the Super Bowl MVP. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a huge narrative, a huge lifetime achievement award. Uh, remember, Chris Paul. yeah, remember we said that last year. We're like, well, they're if they're going to look for every reason to give it to Chris Paul if the Suns yep. win that finals, and they didn't, and so he didn't. But yeah, I mean, so so all this talk about the Bucks and the Celtics and the Heat and the Warriors, you're just not buying it. You just think the Suns are are who the, their regular season record told us they were. Yeah, I kind of had an epiphany last night watching them. Like, hey, maybe we're just overthinking this and the Suns are going to end up winning the title. We're going to look back two months from now and the Suns are going to be the world champs and they're not going to even have, you know, played a seventh game along the way. I think the Pelicans pushing them a little bit, Booker getting hurt, that kind of threw us off the scent. The Suns are damn good. I mean, they won, what, 64 games, yep. even with cruising at the end. Mm-hmm. Boy, I mean, they are just, I know they're not the prototypical title team because they don't have a top three or top five player. You don't have like a Curry or a Kawhi or a LeBron or Durant. But man, that team is just so loaded. They're deep, uh, and that's a great home court. I mean, they th- that game was neck and neck for a little bit, and they just went by the Suns like they were standing still, and you know, really attacked Luca defensively. And look, Luca's incredible offensively, just a brilliant offensive player. But you know, he can be attacked defensively. So uh, I do think the Suns are going to win the title. Um, by the way, did you see there? There's some reports. Uh, this was from. Uh... This is, the tweet has since been deleted, but I saw some reports yesterday. People were like, oh, there's going to be NBA officials at the Sixers game uh, over the weekend. And so it's like the only indication is that the Joel Embiid's going to be named MVP. And I was like, yeah, but they haven't named Coach of the Year yet. So, like, I'm not buying it. Right. And the tween, tweet was deleted. So for those of us who have Djokovic tickets, we're like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm buying that. But that was, that was an interesting sort of uh, report that came and went yesterday. Uh, so beyond, so Chris Paul to win the NBA Finals MVP – I don't hate that angle at all. Uh, do you like either of the of the numbers tomorrow night? I mean, the Sixers, we don't know about Embiid yet, so the Sixers are, it's this strange, like, no-man's-land spread of one-and-a-half right now. Suns favored by one-and-a-half on the road against Dallas. Do you like either of those, or do you like any of the Saturday games with the Warriors and the Grizzlies and also the resumption of the Bucks and the Celtics? Nothing tomorrow. It's a weird scheduling quirk. First yeah. of all, last Thursday was the day to have no games, as you mentioned. Yes. I mean, to have this Thursday with no games is weird. And then they play... You know, the two series, the two games last night also play Friday where you go Tuesday to Saturday with the Warriors and the Grizzlies and Bucks Celtics. So strange kind of uh, scheduling quirk there. Uh, I'm sticking with the under and the Bucks Celtics for game three. I just think, uh, like I mentioned, I think on Tuesday, the Celtics are uniquely qualified to deal with Giannis. Boy, Robert Williams and Grant Williams and Horford. They're just, I, I could see another rock fight in that game. And I would expect the Celtics to not hit like 9 million threes like they did on Tuesday. So uh, I'm going to go back to the well here with the under. I think it's 213 for Bucks Celtics for game three. Okay. Uh, do you bet hockey at all, Will? I don't know this about you. Do you at all? I tail. There's some guys that I tail. So other than that, I don't really do my own work. Uh, all right. W- what did you guys think of the Rangers call the other night? I haven't, haven't heard your opinion on that. I, I, I'm with the – I'm not a hockey aficionado enough to know yeah. the nuances of it, but the consensus that is that is like what else could he have done? But I guess technically by the rule book, okay. That's a that's a that's a call. Hockey, man. That's uh that's a tough way to lose. Boy, you're sitting there triple overtime. Why I mean you gotta you know, you can't even breathe for basically two straight hours. Every you know, just such such nerves for all that period and then boom, it's over. That's uh nothing like losing a playoff hockey game in overtime. Brutal. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. But it looks like uh is Domingo in goal again tonight? That's what it looks like now? So, so that's going to happen. So hopefully he doesn't have like an in-game meal uh, to uh, 
to um you know sort of pollute his uh, performance. He got away with it last uh, last game, game one. Uh, okay, so let's go to baseball. We have a minute left. What do you have in Major League Baseball? You always have a baseball pick. Yeah, I laid it with the Blue Jays, and I took the under uh, three and a half Ray in McClanahan tonight. I just I have no appetite to be sitting here until like one in the morning sweating out bullpen. So uh, McClanahan and Ray under three and a half first five, and I laid it with Barrios. Uh, I think he's like a dollar forty-five for Toronto going against Cleveland. Okay, those two. That's it. I think that's it. I might get involved with the Angels. the The MVP of this season, Otani, is pitching today. Uh, so maybe I'll, I'll lay it with uh, <laughs> you know the Angels against the Red Sox. That's some afternoon games. So are that would be my third one. Are you throwing the Reds opponents into two leg parlays as a little booster? Have you started doing that yet? I'm going to have to start. I mean, this is unbelievable right now. If I told you how many games they win, what 50, are they going to win 50 games? You how know, many are they going to like? It's I don't ridiculous. Know. The thing is they still get to play the pirates a ton and the nationals yeah. a ton. So you just never know. Right. Um, and that would get them a long way towards 65 and a half or whatever their in game, you know, in season number is right now. So I don't know. I don't know, but I'll tell you this. They're really good at stinking by, by looks now. <laughs> so that's for fast. sure. Thank you, you Will. Appreciate it, man. The Crack Man Unscripted next on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, And I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.